0: Welcome back. It is currently 9 a.m. on the nose here on this Wednesday, the 21st of October. And welcome to Community Pulse, your locally produced program on the coronavirus pandemic here in mid-Missouri. As a reminder of our production schedule, you can catch Community Pulse live right here from the downtown KOPN studios, Mondays and Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. If you happen to miss a part of the episode, no worries. We upload it to our website kopn.org and also to our Facebook profile, and we're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can check out the entire catalog of backdated episodes dating back all the way to the beginning of this pandemic in March. Today on the program, we are so very pleased and privileged to have uh, Karina File with us. Karina is a councilwoman at uh, <clears throat> from Kenmore washington and she will be interviewed by public health advocate Ginny chadwick well we'll bring in local news from here and also from another locality karina thank you so much for joining us this morning how are you
1: great thank you
2: thank you for having me thank you so much council member for joining today um i'm going to cover some numbers locally really quickly and then i want to jump into um, you know, the difference between the state of Washington and Missouri and being a council member in the state and how that looks for you. I know yesterday we had an opportunity to just chat via phone and have some really interesting conversations about the immigrants. So, you know, based on Matthew Holloway's data, um, we know that the, the state health department is department's is, um, data is is farther behind what Matthew Holloway has been reporting. So he reported 2,021 cases yesterday um, and 32 deaths. So that would bring our total of case count to um, 168,494. And if we look at our seven-day trend of cases per day, it is increasing significantly. Um, We're at one of the highest um, seven-day averages that we've been so far at 1,890 um, cases per day, with deaths. And, and as I mentioned, there was 32 deaths in the state reported. So we're having, you know, a death every hour more or more in the state of Missouri. We are at a seven-day average of 28.4 deaths per day. Um, we've we've just been that high um, one other time. So. We are trending up here in the Midwest, as most news sources are reporting, Karina, and um, you know things are, are looking pretty bleak. When we look at the state data, you know Matthew Holloway cleaned it for us. He said, you know, this is not his data; this is the state data. But looking at the um, seven-day average from a- up to the 17th of October, Boone County has a positivity rate of 18 percent. Um, so we're conducting about 660 tests per day in our our county of 160,000, and um, our positivity rate is, you know, quadruple that of what the World Health Organization would be, a safe um, level that broad community transmission is occurring. And when we look at our um, school district data, Columbia, Missouri, uh, you know, of the um, several hundred school districts in the state. Um, we have the second highest rate of cases in the last 14 days. So we're at over 68 plus cases in the Columbia School District boundaries. Um, so right now, Lee Summit, Missouri is actually um, the highest in the. or sorry, sorry, um, Springfield um, is the highest in the state and um, we are the second highest. And I know before Joplin had been up there, but it looks like it has fallen down off that um, top list at this moment. So, um, Boone County Health Department recorded yesterday that there is 44 new cases within our community. And um, we did have um, one individual in our community pass away on Monday since we reported um, on the news station. The county health department is reporting a positivity rate of 12.4%. So there's obviously a difference and discrepancy. And as um, Holloway points out, you know the data coming in from the state is not um, is not what he's seeing reported by the county. So it's it's hard to say which one or who is correct. But there's definitely a clear discrepancy in um, the the county to. See to um, the state data reporting, even for our our local community. So, you know, Karina, Washington was one of the first places for this um, virus to break out or be identified in the United States. So, you know, we as a local community, we, Columbia has a mask ordinance, but our state doesn't and our county doesn't. So could you give our listeners just a little bit of background on what it looks like around you? Like, what does the state, what is the county doing, and what are you as a local community doing? And to give our listeners some perspective, let us know where Kenmore is positioned in Washington. Sure. So, um,
1: Kenmore is a uh, medium-sized city located at the northernmost tip of Lake Washington in Puget Sound, Washington. Um, And we are located in, in King County as the very more northern end of King County. Um, we're a lovely suburb and bedroom community, and we're part of a very large school district, which is North Shore School District. Um, and that's kind of where we're situated at. And, and for our
2: listeners, King County houses Seattle, correct?
1: Yes, exactly. We're a suburb of Seattle.
2: So what has happened statewide and in, in your county for coronavirus protections statewide uh,
1: we have uh governor inslee has uh guided us through a a mask mandate which uh helps you know encourage everybody to stay safe and stay healthy and socially distance um, you know that for some some had some feelings of lack of comfort with that at first but as the cases of coronavirus went up in Washington State for a while. They decreased with mask use and they decreased with social distancing. And, and as you know, um, Jenny, uh, Washington State had one of the largest outbreaks um, in situated in Kirkland with the Kirkland uh, Life Senior, um, which supported um, elderly seniors uh, as they re- recovered uh, from you know medical issues and therapies that they needed, um, and that hot pocket expanded outward rather quickly. And so, we are located right next to all of that, and being in such a um, close proximity to uh, a hotspot um, outbreak early in the spring, um, we were fortunate enough to take early precautions in the city of Kenmore following Governor NZ's mask mandate. And um, the way we did that is by supporting our community. We we provided masks um, and made sure that those masks were accessible in kits that people could pick up from City Hall uh, were socially distanced. Um, we supported our local businesses with business kits, uh, with sanitizer and Um, socially distanced decals and um, and masks for their businesses so that we could help our businesses try to survive this moment. And we were really lucky in Kenmore, Washington, to have far lower numbers than these other surrounding areas that were really hard hit. And um, so we have great city management, we've had excellent um, governor leadership in our community all across Washington state due to Governor Inslee's mask
2: mandate. Yeah, and with some, the governor's mandate, that took the pressure off of city council and even, you know, King County um, to to do a mandate because it, it was done at a statewide level. And, you know, as you know, as a council member, the the borders of our community are not as clear as, you know, here's the line for the city, here's the line for the county, and here's the line for the state. We have businesses that, you know, fall within those different lines. Um, so it was clear it was one clear mandate across the state, is is what you're saying. Absolutely. And you know
1: what really helped is that we had some of the most amazing public health experts situated right here in Washington State and Doing some of the, the most cutting-edge um, um, research and leadership on um, addressing the COVID crisis, um, so we're really, really fortunate. And part of that is the, the great service we have with King County, Seattle Public Health. Um, we you know, who are um, advising even the presidential. Uh, Um, administration that we have today and their task force in different ways, and we're seeing on some national levels. But one of the things that Governor Inslee also did that helped us all across Washington State was do something that's called a Safe Start Reopening Plan, and that's phases of reopening. But he did that with guidance that allows us to know, you know, when certain businesses are coming open and just how open that looks. And that could be business capacity. And what does business capacity look like if you have an outdoor restaurant type of business versus an indoor restaurant kind of business?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and, did and did you guys you know, in the state, did you close mm-hmm. any particular business for a, a time being? Like Were your bars and your restaurants closed at all for in, inside service?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, bars uh, were closed for inside service uh, for a period of um, of time. Um, right now, we have outdoor service uh, mm-hmm. that can occur during the Safe Start Phase Two part of our, our plan. And um, some of our restaurants who didn't have outdoor space, uh, they worked with their cities and they developed outdoor space. <laughs> Um, everybody wants their businesses to be able to thrive within their community, and we, we need to support our, our lifeblood of our community, ensure our you know, hardworking labor has uh, jobs to you know, continue to thrive, let alone our businesses um, can survive the moment, and anything we can do to help support our businesses, grow with this, but grow safely, um, it's teamwork, um, so, and our, our community
2: seems to understand that yeah thank you uh, Councilmember, for sharing that with us and you know when we think about the election coming up um and and safe voting and and how we all have a right to vote so missouri doesn't have a state mass mandate we only have three counties in our state with a mandate um that they are not in central missouri so um, Boone county does not have a mass mandate um cold you know our surrounding counties do not um we um have mail-in voting, but it, it's not the same as Washington. Can you talk a little bit about voter safety in Washington and how votes can be made? Oh, sure. Uh, I'm so one of the things I'm most delighted about is our our voting
1: system in Washington State. <clears throat> it went um, a mail order ballot years ago, and um, it, you know we have ballot boxes on uh, near every city hall or you know post offices all throughout washington state and um, and even in some areas, either is paid for postage. So that accessibility factor uh, and social economic factor has been addressed in Washington state. and for delivering our ballots, we have our ballot boxes are amongst the the safest um, ballot boxes uh, to protect the, that voter, but to ensure the quality of the vote and the outcome. Uh, so we, we were very fortunate to have um, mail order, uh, pardon me, mail in um, voter ballot system in Washington state.
2: And your ballots, they don't need a notary or you don't need an excuse for the reason that you're doing a mail-in ballot. Is that correct? Oh gosh, no. Uh, you know, I, I, I could I, I would imagine that would be
1: really difficult uh, a notary service is expensive, and um, it would make the process even more difficult uh, and as you know that people have health issues that pop up uh, and sometimes there are um, people who end up in in the service and they're they're now remote uh at greater distance that would just be a hardship in the process that's um Part of our enable rights is to participate in the voting uh, process to elect so our I officials who represent rem- us.
2: Yes, I want to remind our um, listeners that, you know, we do have absentee voting available in Boone County um, with the, um, you know, the option that um, the health and, and safety is um, the concern for absentee ballot, um mm-hmm. for doing an absentee ballot this election and you know um council member as we think about you know isolation and quarantine we never know when we could potentially be exposed to this virus and right now you know if if you were exposed today you would be in a 14-day quarantine and that would prohibit you from going to our county clerk's office or one of our absentee polling locations to to vote and and not being able to go to the place on election day so I, I want to remind all of us that um, we we can vote early and often and we should because um, this election you know as, as as many have stated might be one of the most critical in our lifetimes and and you know because of that 14-day quarantine not to say that we're going to be exposed but um, we don't know when and so encouraging early voting and I, I know that the clerk has been on our show um, even just recently to, to share that, um, you know, there's drop-off drop locations for your absentee ballot. Um, if you are going to mail it in, um, it does need to get there by election day, so get it in the mail, ASAP, um, but she is encouraging um, absentee voting or voting in person. Do you guys have voting in person in Washington? And if so, um, what does that look like in Kamala? So in Washington State,
1: uh, our state legislature did pass uh, um, a voter supportive um, um, legislation that allows for those procrastinators to to register to vote even on the uh, up to those last days of um, a final election. And so in Kenmore, we will actually be hosting one of two voting centers uh, in our county. Um, at our city hall. And uh, what that will look like is that our King County Elections Agency will come out and support with all their special equipment and their, their well-trained staff and uh, support our community. And, um, Wait, did know, I hear you we... right,
2: that you can register to vote up until Election
1: Day? Yes, all the way up to Election Day. Um, we recognize that... Um, beyond um, the the everyday issues of whether people move in and out of a state or you live in a very diverse community where there may be um, more um, movement. Uh, We have a couple shelters also within our community um, that, you know, up to that last day, uh, voting is important. It's, a, it's an equity-reducing barrier when you're supporting our constituents who have the enable right to vote.
2: And I want to remind our listeners that we are listening to um, Council Member for Kenmore, Washington. So when you're hearing that you can register to vote all the way up to the election day, that is a- unfortunately not what is happening in mid-Missouri but it is what happens in other parts of our country and so you know it I think it's just critical to highlight and then as far as um COVID safety measures at the polling place what's that going to look like
1: well it's going to look like much of how it looks everywhere else there is going to be um uh an entrance and an exit uh Socially distancing, you know, at least six feet apart, people will be uh, required to wear a mask or a face covering unless they have some sort of a medical exemption card um, that they receive from their medical provider. And uh, they will provide all the same information you you provide for registering to vote to prove who you are. And... um, in our Title I corridor school pathway, this is really important uh, to ensure that um, our, our community is well supported. And just because they've moved or they've had a change in their zip code and, or their mail order address or maybe they they put off a voting, or we don't penalize our procrastinators for, for not registering earlier. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: This is the American right of the voter.
2: And to read from the Boone County um, website for COVID-19 uh, procedures, in order to ensure the safety of both our election judges and our voters, we will be adhering to the CDC's recommendations at all polling places. Mm-hmm. Each polling place will be supplied with disinfectant. Every poll worker will be wearing a mask. And again, I want to stress to our our um, listening area that every poll worker in Boone County will be required to wear a mask. But there is not a mask mandate in Boone County or the state of Missouri, and so. There is a mask mandate in the city of Columbia. So polling locations within the city of Columbia, you must wear your mask in, but polling locations outside of city limits, um, you know, and Columbia is, is the only community in Boone County um, that has a mask mandate in place, to my knowledge. Um, it, uh, you know, there's not a requirement for people going to the polls to wear a mask. What, what is your thoughts on that? And uh, in, in, in the world that you're living in, could you imagine that?
1: Yeah. That that really is to me a um, a terrifying scenario. I I'm really kind of blown away that um, you know it, it's our our duty to ensure the public safety and welfare of our community. Um, and we are amidst a deadly pandemic. And sure, some cases may be experienced in mild forms, but for others. Um, it's it's um, being put on a ventilator in a hospital and losing your 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 parent, your loved one, your neighbor, your child, um, and amidst a pandemic and voting, I I would fear for your public community. Um, we're talking about a, a very serious, deadly virus. And um, the coronavirus is—it's not cute. It's ugly. And um, I can honestly say that my my sister and her daughter and her fiance um, got the coronavirus. And for for my sister, it sent her via uh, ambulance to a, a hospital in a neighboring city because their hospital was already full. Uh, um, and uh, and returned home later when she was healthy enough to go home. And I do know that uh, their their experience of visiting um, what would have been her soon to be father in law, um, he after testing clean and clear with a first test, the um, retest, he ended that they weren't. All the way clear. They still had viral shed, and for them, um, her, what would be father-in-law, uh, ended up acquiring the virus, and and he faded fast. And that's something you can't ever uh, take back. You live with, the, and it will haunt them the rest of their lives. But this is a sentence that your community. It is likely to be faced with, and I think it would be a, a barrier to the process of voting, uh, putting one's own health and family in jeopardy by exposing themselves to many other people uh, and for be our
2: listeners, walking around carrying so the mean. virus. Yeah, our listeners, just so they know, um, counties in the state of Missouri have the authority to put in um, health ordinance you know, health ordinances or health mandates um, or orders. Our health department director would have the ability to extend the city ordinance into the county. Um, so there's a lot of ways that uh, beyond state, you know, our our governor, our current governor, has um, not put in a mask mandate. Um, he is running against Nicole Galloway, who has stated, the Democratic candidate who had stated that she would um, um, work towards a mask mandate order for the state of Missouri should she be elected in November. Um, and, and Karina, you've shared with us just a little bit about, you know, the importance of state level um, support here. I want to talk about um, academic institutions. I know that you guys have a college in your town. Um, we are a university town. What, does the co- what are you guys in Classes. What's going on in um, Kenmore as far as academics? So
1: in Kenmore, we're situated in the North Shore School District, and our schools are are remote learning, um, so virtual learning right now. And um, we were fortunate enough a couple election cycles ago to have passed a, a technology. Uh, bond and levy for our our school district, and it passed. And so, thank goodness, they were ahead of the curve, and they were able to uh, have laptops and tablet devices ready to go. Um, And we are fortunate enough to be situated in a um, well-defined area that has Wi-Fi connection. Now, that's not true necessarily all across our state. You know, there are areas in our state that do not have Wi-Fi connectivity availability. And so those students are falling further behind without that added resource. But what it does look in K-12 through like is that they're not yet able to meet all the needs of the students who have 501 C3, pardon me, 501s or uh, uh, IEPs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, pardon me, 504s or IEPs. <laughs> yep. And um, I do, our, our local colleges are the University of Washington, Cascadia Community College, and Lake Washington Technical College, which is a four-year college. One um, I attend, which is uh, located right next to um, the Kirkland Life Center, which as many people across the U.S. know was the, you know, epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I can say as a college student um, studying public health that our college required students to to take um, some safety guidance learning before uh, returning back to campus. And most of our classes are remote. Um, technology was loaned out, Wi-Fi hotspots if needed. Um, but the classes that are on campus, like our, our dental school or the morgue um, students, they, they cannot enter the campus without a mask on. And there are stations to check in people, to make sure, scan the temperature. Um, and you can't take off your mask while on campus, but you can step outside of your building, go your lunch in your car, clean up, return, uh, and go on back to your classes. For me, most of my classes are remote. But for my mm-hmm. my son, who is a Running Start high school student, um, he's studying funeral services, and he's wrapping up his associate's degree at the same time as earning a high school diploma. But, you know, he's probably in the safest of equipment uh going through their clean rooms and the process of their full suits and respirators they have to wear to to serve uh, the community. But for a moment, they had a moment because what do you do and how safe are bodies um, and people who have passed away and, and coronavirus and viral shed and what does that look like with cellular death? So there was a whole learning curve. They had to Stop for a while, and and restart. Um, once they knew
2: exactly what they were dealing with
1: with coronavirus. So,
2: just for our listeners, you know, Kenmore in the state of Washington, the rates, their positivity rates, um, their contact tracers. I was just looking up data, Karina, and it's. Um, It's almost humorous, although it's not. Um, The state of Washington is only a million more than we are, so 7.6 million versus 6.6 million, state of Missouri, state of Washington. Washington has 2,122 state-level contact tracers. The state of Missouri has 94 contact tracers. So just just to give you a comparison of of the level of um, resources that the state of Washington compared to the state of Missouri have put to this pandemic, um, so, our K through 12, um, we just went back in K through 5 in seat uh, on Monday. Um, they did not require distancing. They brought the entire class back at once, but they are taking a midweek break. Wednesdays are often remote still. Um, there is a big push in our community for um, bringing back the 6th the through um, 12th grade right now. Um, okay, very last thoughts because this is our last minute. Things that you would want our listeners to leave with? Stay safe, stay
1: healthy, be good to each other, wear a mask, help protect each other, and we all can get through this if we do our part. Um, So safety first, always. You have to put your mask on yourself to keep yourself and uh, help your family through the situation and then help your neighbors. So stay safe, stay healthy.
2: Thank you so much for joining us today. Peter, back to you in the studio.
0: Thank you very much uh, to Jenny Chadwick and also to Karina File. She is a councilwoman or council member, I should say, from Kenmore, Washington, and that was quite the informative discussion. If you happen to miss any part of it, a reminder that we upload all of our episodes to our Facebook feed and also to our website, kopn.org. You can find them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. The next time that we will be coming to you live will be Monday morning at 9 a.m. Until then, we bid you a pleasant weekend. Do stay safe. Please stay informed. And Columbia, cultivate that cheerful confidence that your body has the ability to fight infection. Not exactly a substitute for staying safe and staying informed, but we like to remind you of that as well. 51% follows. Pleasant day to you, Columbia.